Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Gabriel Bringers. Good morning. And Robbie Payne. What's up, guys? It's a nice snowy day here in Kentucky. I think there's a snowstorm kind of going across a lot of the East Coast. So if you're up north, you probably have a lot more snow than us. We have maybe a half inch. Maybe uh, not even I'd that. I'd say we got... Got an inch, maybe? Inch, inch to two inches. Yeah. In certain spots. <clears throat> our, our yard, like we only have small flecks of grass sticking up. So. Yeah. It was enough that if school wasn't already closed, they would have canceled school. Probably, yeah. Which for us isn't that much, but still. Yeah, we don't we don't get a ton of we don't get a ton but of. But if snow we were here. in Atlanta right now, the entire city would be set just shut oh, yeah. down. Guaranteed. I went down there. Uh, uh, this would have been when my daughter was newborn, so like nine years ago. Um, I went down there with my wife. Her job at the time, she had to go down to the uh, mart in yep. January and go. She was a buyer for a gift shop, and we went down there and we stayed in Buckhead. And they had some snow and not much snow, but some ice and they have nothing to deal with it nope. down there at all. And it was like people had lost their minds. They were dumping like sand onto the roads. That was I Cat guess, litter. what they had. And they like <laughs> something to give it. It did nothing because it doesn't melt anything. And then I think they thought it was going to give them grip. It was Oh, a no, nightmare. It's just a mess. It was terrible. Because what? What was? When was the last big one we had? That was mid two thousands here. In, yeah, when electricity was out for weeks. That in was, some places. That was oh, right the before, ice. Storm? That was right before I got married. Yeah, that uh, was the big one. 
It was like yeah. 2009. So they had like an inch to two inches in Atlanta, and they shut the interstate down in Atlanta. <laughs> they were like, we're done. And we're up here like, um, we're buried under 18 inches of snow and three feet of ice. And, <laughs> right. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, so same. Yeah, same. So same. Exactly. So um, we didn't talk about this before we started rolling, but uh, I'm going to make an executive decision here, um, and I'm just going to I'm just gonna roll with something. Robbie's over there hitting. Uh, Robbie, his, turn his, your mic off, bro. Never. Yeah, just, Bobby, <laughs> Robbie, just just turn your mic off. You're just you're you're muted there because it's on the wrong side. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about that for just a second. All right. I recognize that I have maybe some control issues that I'm working through, and I like things to be a certain way, and they bother me when they're not that way. So I walk in today, and we have I'm to very, deal with it. I'm so. very, I'm very grateful to have two very awesome business partners who set up the podcast uh, uh, stuff. Give credit to one. I didn't do any of this. <laughs> okay, I have one awesome business partner. The other one Slept is worthless. The other one is worthless. Um, but but Gabriel, thank you very much. Uh, but Gabe did a you know a good thing. He got everything set up, and so thank you very much. But. But, I, I thank have you, but, but I have. <laughs> however, it's not a thank you if there's a but. However, <laughs> on the other hand, however, quick note on, <laughs> quick note on that. Thank you. <laughs> um, Next week, your mic stand is going to be mounted look, to your chair. Look, we, just so you know, <laughs> we've been we've been setting everything up. We, we had a, I think we had a similar setup over at my house whenever we were podcasting over there, and then we yeah, moved here. Yeah. And I think we kept it kind of the same, but we moved things around a little bit. But you know, it's every week we, we I. I'll, I think I don't. I don't know that I'll. Uh, I'll like move things around a lot of times. Like if if this, but I left it this time. So so my uh, my mic stand is over on the right side, and I you know it's a this is a uh, this is an exercise in self control. He is stressed. He's sweating. <laughs> like he, 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 we were checking the thermostat before we got started. I'm is, fine. It, is it hot? Is it hot? No 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 no, no 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 no. It's no, snowing no, no, outside. No, no, no. It's not no, no, hot. No no no. This is tight. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's Whoopsie. it's funny. I, I you know, I, I'm trying to do better about uh, not having to have everything perfect all the time. So, uh, this is great. This is great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll, uh, it'll fix it. We're, to, we're looking at getting some different little stop. mic stands, and that'll yeah. fix most right. Of this, yeah. This, or this or I had dudes. I had an idea. So we're talking about moving this setup. Um, so we have two little studio spaces uh, as of right now, and um, we've talked about setting up the podcast table over in our uh, kind of studio area, so that way we don't have to deal with the road noise that you all might hear sometimes, uh, the sirens going by here, uh, because we're right next to the road, and it's a little downtown area, and so people will drive through this little section, and if there is a siren, it's like the loudest thing in the world. And then, like, motorcycles will roll through here, and they just like to rev it up mm-hmm. as they go through there because it makes them feel powerful, I think. Um, but, uh, but anywho, so we talked about moving it, but I, I had a thought of, like, maybe mounting them in the, in the middle like they do for some of those, like, radio shows. I don't know. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll, uh, our YouTube members will get a behind-the-scenes if, if we move things around. Uh, but back to what I was saying. Yeah, there we go. Robbie pulled up some little folding tripods. How much are those? Where, Thirteen where, bucks. Where's that go? Yeah, where's it going to go? Just right in front of you. Yeah, we can just kind of lean into. Where's my computer going to go? Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Can I want like Leo Laporte? He's got like the giant. I don't know what it is. It's like it's like five iPad Pros put together <laughs> in one giant screen, and he's it looks yeah. like Star Trek. He just sits there and swipes through stuff. Uh yeah, Gabe, you build that. I'm, I'm yeah, on it. Get up. I, get I need. Get it, uh, I so, need five so, pixel slates. So, so back back to what I was saying. Um, 
I'm like I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make an executive decision here. Uh, I'm not gonna spill all the beans, but I want to let our awesome podcast listeners know first. You're you're the very first ones to know about this. We teased it in a video. If you all watched our um, Pixelbook Go versus the Pixelbook uh, comparison video that we put it on YouTube this week, there is a little sneak peek. Um, these guys are so distracted. What are you all looking at? What, Sorry, what is I'm, what is going on over here? Mike. We're podcasting. We're, we're buying microphones. We're, sitting, we're, we're, sitting here, <laughs> we're literally podcasting. These guys are over here having a totally different conversation. No, I don't know what's we're, happening. We're With your eyes. Stand. Oh, okay. Now I get it. Now okay. I get it. Okay. okay. We were keeping it discreet. Yeah. You yeah. brought it up. <laughs> discreet. Listeners wouldn't have known anything. <laughs> I see now. I was real confused about that, but I see. Yeah. I see. We're going to start live streaming this stuff, and they're going to realize. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll tweet or Instagram some photos of what we were looking yeah. at. So yeah, there we go. Um, so in our video, we we teased this. If you if you looked closely, you might have noticed a little dino graphic, um, and it was a little dino graphic, and then there was some some kind of cool little eight bit <laughs> stuff going on there. So I'm not going to give away exactly all of it. You'll have to you'll have to stay tuned to see when we announce this. But I will say there is a very big giveaway that we are announcing very soon. Um, we're gonna maybe try to get some things together. Maybe post this weekend. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, soon next yeah. week. We uh, might we might have sure. some mic stands to give away. You yeah. never know. Yeah, so we're be gonna cool. be doing uh, we're gonna be doing a really big giveaway, um, and it's gonna be tied uh, to our YouTube subscribers because we are qu- uh, quickly. I don't know what I was trying to say there. Uh, we are quickly approaching 100,000 subscribers, and I know there's YouTube channels out there that have a t- freaking 10 million subscribers and crazy stuff. Uh, did did uh, did PewDiePie end up hitting 100, 100 million? Somebody got there or first. T, the T, the, T other, the other one. There's only two or three. Yeah, whatever. Uh, that other group. Crazy. The, the, the Indian record label. Yeah. Um, anywho, 100,000 100, is huge for us. We've been... Um, we've been at this... I mean, Robbie, your first videos were uploaded six years ago? Something like that? Yes, yeah. I believe so. Um, so, so th- there's there's a there's a lot of work that has gone into growing this YouTube channel, and um, we're really excited. We are very very excited to be coming up on a hundred thousand, and so we want to uh, do a sweet giveaway um, and give away some cool stuff, uh, some really big stuff. You are correct, not not by not the way. not 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 big as in. Uh, we're not going to give away a car, but yeah, we're, we're giving away some. This is, this is our biggest giveaway that yeah. we've done, though. I mean, we've yeah. done some oh, small stuff, sure. little Google Home Minis and stuff like that. But this is this is a multi-stage uh, giveaway, and the stuff is going to be stuff that people most definitely will want to win. This, Absolutely, this isn't just like yeah, it's oh, not like cool. stuff we've got laying around the office. This is going to be some like stuff we would we would want we would oh, yeah. enter stuff this I would, if yeah, we could. I would. We can't sure. just so to clarify, we can't. <laughs> if but. you win, I'll just I just won't pick it. I'll I'll just do another I'll drawing. Pick again. Can family members win? I I suppose. No, but that no. seems weird. Also, <laughs> no, I'm gonna say no. Uh, no because yeah. never mind. I can't say that. It'll, yeah, it'll so, give it away. I can't say that. Yeah. So we um, yeah. So we're excited. We're really excited. So just stay tuned. I just wanted to tease that real quick. Um. Obviously, it'll it'll go out on the website as a post, um, and we will do a YouTube video that goes along with it. So uh, just stay tuned on on the website. That's where it will be announced. Chromeunboxed.com. Can we do a Periscope? Is that still a thing? No. Well, I think well, it's maybe, maybe a thing because they have Twitter Live though, don't they? 
Yeah, I think What's it just kind of. I think it just kind of got absorbed. I don't yeah, know. That's weird. Anywho, we'll do some. We'll do some. Uh, some. Some streaming for sure. Do some uh, YouTube members, live streams and stuff too. So, uh, really excited about this. I'm really excited. I think it's going to be really cool. And we've put some work into some some cool things that are going to go along with this as well. So, yep. um, some cool graphics and some cool stuff coming. So, so stay tuned. Um, so let's hop into some cool news uh, of this week. And the first one that I want to talk about is GeForce Now. And I think it sounds that like GeForce Now sounds really cool to me. It sounds like it sounds like a video game or like an action movie. GeForce Now. Yeah. At least whenever I say it that way, that's well, what it makes me think of. That's probably good because, in general, the um, user interface of it is um, not polished. <laughs> it's it's going to be geared towards people that it's not as cool as the name sounds. No, well, it's <laughs> the service itself is great. Yeah. I was messing um, around with it on the uh, the Mac a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been really impressed actually by how good it is once you get a game running. Um, it's just nowhere near as polished, and it's not—it's not really trying to be like Stadia, even though it is like Stadia. It'll be compared to Stadia. Oh, sure. I mean, um, people are already comparing yeah, it to Stadia. The article I saw yesterday was GeForce Now is what Stadia should be. Right. I'm like, uh, yeah, I think they're different. No, so they're hundred percent different. So let's let's step back and let's tell people what this is, um, and and what was announced. So GeForce Now has been in this uh, beta hell for a few years yeah. uh, they've they've kind of tried and failed to launch it like actually get it out the door and so it's like oh we're going to stay in beta and you can be a beta tester and uh, I've messed with GeForce now on the Shield TV for I don't know when did I buy that thing over a year ago um, back before Stadia was announced I was messing around with it and after Stadia was announced I was more interested in what cloud gaming could be like and and honestly, every other service I'd tried up to that point had never been great. And so moving to GeForce now, you know, and trying it on the Shield TV, I was actually pretty shocked uh, hooking a, a mouse and keyboard in that, A, the mouse and keyboard worked because the Shield TV is an Android TV, so it doesn't necessarily have to work with, you know, how mouse and keyboard work on Android. It's like the mouse cursor's there, but it registers as a touch, and so... In games, it won't necessarily lock the mouse cursor the way it would with a PC game right. or something like that. But they figured out how to make that work fine. Um, and so, I mean, I I had played PUBG and Fortnite and stuff like that on GeForce Now uh, via a Steam or a, a, a Shield TV on Steam. You're getting real quick why this is a different thing than what Stadia is. Again, Left side, man. Again, what um, I tell you. I'm and not, so, um, it's so, great. It's great. Yeah, it's I fine. love this. This is and great. So the, <laughs> the differences become really, really clear uh, once you start using the service. And so the difference really is GeForce. Because, I'm sorry, but they're they're almost branding it to be kind of a Stadia competitor. Like, Well, to be fair to them, and it, and GeForce it, Now has been around way before Stadia right, was yeah. even announced. Yeah. So, but like this rollout seems like it's... I don't know. Like it, it, it seems like this. It, it, maybe it's just the media picking this up and, and spinning it this way. But it's it's now it seems more like everyone's saying, "Oh, like Gabe said, this is what Stadia should have been, or whatever." Well, and I think part of it is because I think they're taking full advantage, and they should, of the fact that Stadia is stumbling a little mm -hmm. bit right now. So um, there's some things that Stadia should be doing that we all expected it to be doing at this point that it's not. Uh, there are features that have not rolled out yet for it. 
but and we'll get to the differences kind of in the the way they're going about because it, it's not it's almost not fair to compare the two and say they're you know they're both the same thing or that hey this is just you know this is what cloud gaming looks like because they're very different ways about going get very different ways about getting to the same end so in the end of it yes you are going to end up playing a game on a device that that game's not installed on and it's going to happen via a streaming protocol sure that that part the end result's the same um, but the way you get there is so much different and the way that they've gone about it is so much different and part of the the jankiness a little bit of the ui and how you go about launching a game is different uh, and much worse on uh, geforce now but again if you don't care to kind of get yourself acquainted with that and move past that stuff. The game library is massive because of this. And so the, the primary difference is Stadia is a platform. When Google launched and announced Stadia and built Stadia, they did not build it to be a catch-all. They did not build it to play Windows games or play Xbox games. Like xCloud's going to kind of basically be Xboxes tied together in the cloud, you know. And Stadia is these computers that are built specifically for being Stadia computers. That's what they are. It's what they do. And so you've got you've got these computers in the cloud that run a platform, and that platform is Stadia. It's no different than, different than calling Xbox a platform or PlayStation a platform or PC a platform. It's people write games for those platforms. And so Stadia is that. And you can tell it. Like you hit the button on your controller, your Stadia controller, and you see, you know, the the UI pop up on the TV immediately and you click on a game and you play it done. It's, it's that simple. You open it up in the browser, you click, you click play, you play it, you click buy, you, you know, it's in your library. That's it. Like there's nothing else to it. There's no other distracting things. It's that's the platform you play it. It's clean. It's polished, especially for something that's only a few months old at this point. You know, yes, there's not a ton of people playing. Yes. The game library is small. But the, the experience of using Stadia and the experience of using GeForce Now, 100% different. I was going to show Gabe because I did find, like, it's not very clear how you can find your games. Because if, if you have games that you own in Steam, there's a chance that you can play them with GeForce right. Now. Like right now. You don't have to go rebuy it. Um, you don't have to do anything special. It's going to take you through a process to sign into your, your Steam account. And so... If you look at it and, and you, you go, uh, here's the games that they have available in the app. Like there's a couple lists, like what's hot and I don't know, whatever. It doesn't look like there's a ton of games. But as soon as you hit search and you start typing games, stuff starts popping up and you start seeing stuff. Like, you know, source, there's some source games that are on Steam, which are made by Valve. They're older games. so But there's some that, that aren't, yeah, which is really weird. Bizarro. But, but I I, And I don't know what dictates what shows up in there doesn't but you know like counter-strike source counter-strike go uh are both in there um as long as you're not using android we'll talk about that in a second uh <laughs> pub is there um fortnite apex legends you know some of these free-to-play games games that i've purchased in steam uh portal portal 2 you know and play all of them because i have them in steam and so there's an interface you go to but i was going to show him it's like check it out uh, uh counter-strike sources on here let's see yeah. how it runs and so i go to show him and i've counter-strike source and it pops up i click it it goes black screen for a second and you can't really tell if it's doing anything or not and the next thing you know the steam if you're familiar with steam there's uh steam the steam app in the desktop then you can do what is their windowed thing um i can't remember uh, what it's called that's not steam powered no um it's basically the idea of it is if all you want to do is play games on this pc you 
you open it this way and it's full screen. You don't you don't bother with all the Windows elements. It just kind of takes over a full screen. It's got its own UI. The mouse cursor changes. It's it's I can't remember what it's called. Um, so it launches is, is into Steam that. Play? No. No, no, Steam Play is like their cross thing yeah. kind of sort of. So uh, anyway, it launches into that and it was just sitting there. <laughs> you're just like, sitting there and I was yeah like, no loading screen you're just like it's not doing anything so i was like well let's see and so i move the mouse and i click on my library you know look there's my steam library and i start clicking around on my games and so what what i'm looking at is i'm seeing steam the instance of steam running on whatever computer i've logged into that i'm going to cloud stream but whatever's supposed to kick that game into download and install and go never kicked in so i'm just chilling um it won't let me run anything other than the one that i it i told it to run so once i find i go to the library oh, find boy. counter-strike source click it i clicked install so i installed it on the machine and then click play that's janky yeah that's super janky because as a as a normal user i mean i can imagine somebody being like what is happening right, like what is especially this with there's an overlay thing going on too that robbie was showing me and we've seen it in another gaming application i can't it was another one of those streaming applications or whatever the the window thinks there's an overlay that's open that's not really, and yeah, so the mouse is trying to click stuff that's on the overlay that's not there. And right, because GeForce really has the overlay where you can exit the game, right? Basically, exit the session and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, and it doesn't know what to do. Like we messed with it on Chromebooks, which I would not advise at this point. We'll talk about that in a second too. Um, hey, kudos to Stadia. You just hold the escape button and a big X pops up. Right. It's super easy. Yeah. But, yeah. So there's there's ways to get out of the overlay and, and into the overlay on Stadia that, you know, and that's that's when running Steam games. <clears throat> if I go to run Apex Legends, that's running through uh, Battle, was it Battle.net, I think. I don't know. Whatever EA put it in. Yeah. Um, so you, when you run Apex Legends, because it's a free-to-play game, it, it's going to have to install itself each session. So it'll go do its install thing. It'll bring up a, a login prompt. And so I'm logging into this this service that it runs through with no real notification from GeForce now that, hey, we're taking you over here. You need to log in to play this game. And then you, you get logged in and you do a few things. And then one time I got stuck on the, the screen for it. So it, it was a console that showed me all the other games that this service also hosts. Uh, in, in addition to Apex Legends, <laughs> so you can click around Super there. Super clean, yeah, Super yeah. Super clean. And so it's it is definitely not. And they could they could clean this stuff up if they get these things firing better. Um, I think all they would have to do is have a splash screen that loads until the game comes in. But for people that understand what they're doing and have run games on Windows or virtualized, you know, environments before, they're gonna go. Oh, this is it's showing me some stuff. It probably I shouldn't be seeing this, but whatever. You know, and like with the Steam games, like that, that those screens will come up a lot of times. The the Steam interface will show up. It'll sit there. It doesn't give you any indication it's doing anything, and then the game will launch. You know, because it's it's doing all of it in the background. There's some scripts probably running. It's just the the fact that they don't always run. Same thing happened with Fortnite. Fortnite Epic has a game installer. You know, and it got stuck, and it was installing Fortnite, but it also let me poke around the epic game store thing. Weird. <laughs> so, uh, you know what you expect is i'm in the interface with geforce now i click fortnite a loading screen and i'm in fortnite that's what should happen and instead i'm seeing everything that's happening along right. the way on this cloud this cloud pc and so it just it makes for an overall um janky experience but <laughs> but it's a good way to describe it janky yeah, yeah but i don't want to discount the fact that once you're in 
And once you're playing, the lag yeah. is very good. What? Um, yeah. I, I don't know. And they've been at it for years at this point. So I'm, they're figuring it out as they go, I guess. But, I mean, it it is really good. Um, especially like on, on the Android app, you know, I, I don't really want to play console games on my phone. Um, and trying to install that app. Yeah. I, we had to go to developer mode, sideload the APK and it keeps crashing and stuff on a Chromebook. So don't really recommend that, but you know, messing with it on my phone, um, it, it's impressive. It's impressive how smooth things play. Uh, my daughter was playing Fortnite uh, the other night and I was like, ah, who? whatever i plugged my stadia controller into my pixel uh launched uh geforce now got into Fortnite, and we jumped in a match together and it was i mean it it felt exactly like the game was running native on my wow. phone uh but looks obviously that everything's turned on um if you do there because you can play for free and like an hour a day i did find out that the their founders thing that they're doing so it's five dollars a month but you get the first 90 days free so I went in and signed up for it. Um, it only extends your game sessions to six hours. Now, they didn't say that six hours a day, which that's a lot. I'm not going to game that much. But for, for some people, that's not a ton, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I don't know if it's – I think it's six hours at a time. And apparently, as you approach it, it'll say, hey, your session is, is nearing its end. So I don't know if you could finish what you're doing, log out, log back in. I don't know. I'm never going to test that limit. So look elsewhere on the internet for the answer to that. I'm not sure. Cause I'm just, I'm not going to game for six hours so, any day ever. So how have you, how have you been playing? Uh, what's been the, what's been the preferred way to play GeForce now? Um, I haven't real, other than that one session of playing, um, Fortnite, this is, this has largely been an experiment just to see how it runs. Um, I would love to play my Chromebook. That would be best. Um, and it's not coming out for iOS anytime. There's no roadmap for that. So that's yeah. odd to me. Um, so I would I would love to play it on my on my iPad yeah. mini. But you're playing it right screen. now you're on a on Pixel a phone. 3A, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, and again, similar to Stadia, like your phone, whatever phone you have, doesn't really matter I'm, too much. Like No, not at all. Uh, and, and the device won't matter either. So, I mean, even if you had a cheap, like 10 inch Android tablet, it, that would work perfectly right. fine for this. Um, which is interesting because then somebody that wants to play mobile games and play these awesome, you know, full, full graphics, mm -hmm. you know, loaded out games, they can go buy a cheap little Android tablet. Yeah. And, and I, I've been considering it to be honest with you. I've, I've thought about going and getting like $150. Of course you have. Um, <laughs> you know, like Best Buy has the Samsung, t uh, what's their, their mid range tablets or the a series. I think Yeah, they've got the, the 10 and 10.1 inch one for 200 bucks or $180 right now. I've thought about going and grabbing it because the other thing that they've done that's super surprising to me. And I said it earlier, but uh, it's so well done. You can plug a mouse and a keyboard in and mouse tracking and keyboard input and stuff work perfectly well. Well, a little caveat with that. The the issue I've run into, like running Apex, for instance, I would go click into a text field to log in on that little login page and keyboard doesn't work until I bring up the virtual keyboard that's part of this NVIDIA overlay and then my my actual keyboard would work. Uh, yeah, so it's all it's, it's tons of stuff like compiling little bits that make it the average users gonna be like, this isn't. Worth it's not it. working. Yeah. This doesn't but work. As, and that's been Robbie's point. We were talking about this morning and yesterday is that people who are familiar with this stuff and and don't mind jumping through a few hoops in there because they know how to do it. Yeah, they they probably be all over this, but 
for me, I, I like gaming, but if I can't just fire it up and go, I'm not going to mess with that. And and yeah. I spend a lot of time trying to get Steam games running smoothly on Linux on Chrome OS, but I'm not going to do it if it's if it's a pain in the butt, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think too that this is probably an overgeneralization, but it feels like to me people right now, the way that this interface works, the people that are going to be fine navigating it, that are fine, that are people like us that I'm like, you know, if I click into a text field and can't type, I'm going to keep digging around and figure out what's wrong. Like I'm going to try to solve the problem. Um, I don't feel like that's generally what people do. Um, and I feel like the people that are geared that way already are probably people that if they want to play games bad enough, have probably went out and bought a gaming PC or they own an Xbox or something. Uh, so that's a weird, a weird spot. Cause I feel like Stadia appeals to people who are casual, truly casual gamers that aren't techies that I got a controller. I hit the button. The game starts easy. Right. You know, this is how we're going to do this. Um, but again, that could be an overgeneralization, but it yeah. feels like if, no, I it, think, I think that's true. And so that, that puts this whole service into a weird spot. And I think, I think where they want to be, where, where they want to aim this service is people that have a PC, they have a Mac. Um, I think those are the, the, the two main targets right now. You have a PC or a Mac. A lot, a lot of people are commenting that Mac is the big winner here. Um, that, that can't run the game that you want to play. I want to play PUBG, but I have to put it on the absolute lowest settings possible and everything looks like, you know, Bloxburg and Roblox or something, you know, in order for me to play it because my computer doesn't have a discrete GPU. It's a it's a thin, light laptop I use for work that I, you know, it's on the go. Yeah, yeah. I'm not carrying around a $2,000 brick of a gaming laptop because I, I only play games maybe a little bit here and there. That's who this service is for. Because you can get in and leverage these monster PCs and get all the ray tracing and all these awesome effects on all your graphics with your, you know, MacBook Pro right. that has no GPU, you know, no discrete GPU built into it. So I think that's that's the person that they're after at this point. And, you know, web uh, the, the web client is coming. And they, they specifically said, you know, it, that you'll be able to play on a Chromebook, you know, which was cool. It was, they weren't just like, you'll be able to play on the web. They were specifically right. saying, hey, Chromebook guys, hold hold tight. I mean, we went ahead and because you tried the APK. It. <laughs> of yeah. course. And the, the <laughs> article picked up a ton of steam, so it tells me people were interested, were interested. Yeah, for sure. uh, and wanted to know, can I get this on my Chromebook? A, it's not available in the Play Store, um, so you can't even get it. You can't, it won't even show up. And if you do get there, it says it's not compatible, uh, which is kind of true. Um, but you have to put your device in developer mode and then sideload the APK. And once you've done that, it runs, um, it works. But almost every game I tried, I could get on my Pixelbook Go for some reason. I get about 15 seconds in and the visuals would freeze. I could hear still here and I could hit the shoot button and hear it's the gun like, going. It's, it's but, like, no, 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 no. You're not yeah. supposed to be here. Yeah. yeah. Um, interestingly enough, I tried on my wife's uh, uh Pentium based, so it's the uh, N4000 Pentium, the Acer uh, Chromebook 15 from last year and a half no, ago. No, it's not the 4000. <laughs> it's no, that's not right. The 3450, isn't it? Is it? No, no, oh. it's a Pentium. Uh, 40, it's the 4200 Pentium, the one okay. that came out before the Pentium Gold and Silver. Older processor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> slower. It's a slower. Uh, but again, this doesn't matter for uh, GeForce now. But interestingly enough, went through the whole same process, and I sat and played Fortnite on there for a good 
I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, crap, you know, I'm gonna have to go back and write another article and say, I only tried this on the Pixelbook Go and maybe there's something wrong with it, you know? And then I, I was right, I was thinking that and I'm in the middle of playing and then same thing happened. So I don't know why the time went longer on that. Who knows? But uh, or maybe they're, they're working on things on in the back. I, see, I don't, I don't think that they're, they're Even not going to push the Android they, app. Yeah. No, they're, they're not going to push that. They're going to have a web player similar to Stadia. And I wrote this article the next day after trying some of this stuff out that if, if they can get it right, if they can get the web player right, and they've said they're going to use WebRTC, and so I, I'm guessing that's probably, I mean, Google developed WebRTC, and so if they use it for Stadia's web player and, and NVIDIA can go and do the same thing, if they deliver a solid web player here that can give you know a, a good experience just like their apps are doing right now, yeah, and they do it soon, um, all jank aside... I, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna cause some real trouble for Stadia. Yeah. Um, because people like me, who I, again, I'm a casual gamer. We get it. We talk about this stuff a lot, but more so because, and Gabe said it just a minute ago. You know, I, I keep trying to get you know Steam to work on via Linux on a Chromebook. It's more about the putting the puzzle pieces together yeah, to get yeah. the thing to work. And then the minute I get it to work, I'm probably gonna be like. Yeah, I'm still probably just going to play PUBG on my phone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> At the 100%. end of the day. You know, that's probably what's really going to happen. It's more about just being able to say that it, I can do it. Oh, I can. I'm, I'm not going to, but I can, you know, because um, I go and get roasted on Fortnite and regular PUBG. I get destroyed. Um, and so <laughs> we're used to playing this one thing. I'm probably going to keep doing that. But it's all about getting to the point where it's like, but if I want to, I can, um, and, and being able to deliver that, um, and explain that for our readers and listeners and stuff. So, uh, if though, I think if they can get the web player positioned, right. Um, and they do it sooner rather than later and Stadia is still stumbling to get games, you know, they said 120 games by the end of the year, which means you need an average of 10 games a month. We haven't gotten any new games um added yeah, I think to the they, fold that, uh, no, mo- that motocross mo- yeah the motocross is that new in january Monster. yeah it, february it? i think it, oh, came it just just came out yeah, a few days ago i think but yeah you're right but it's still it's like there's a couple new games and they're supposed <laughs> right. to be yeah. at I this was, point there should be 20 i was gonna go buy it and then i was like "Ooh, it's not discounted Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's that's the other thing like early on sixty dollars for a game that i'm like and i'm sure i could buy it and return it and do all that but is it uh, yeah whatever but early on, they made it clear that February 2020 was when they were shooting to have Stadia Base out. And that timeline made sense because they launched in November. You had three free months of Pro. So now I'm going to start paying for Pro or am I going to hold off? Well, I'm, I'm going to keep paying for it because I don't know that Stadia Base is going to work for me. Yeah. You know, yeah, and so like, they're saying months, maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It could so be who summer. Knows? And that's, I mean, if it's like, you know, we were expecting it to be this month and it's like maybe mid-March, that not a huge deal, but when you've got GeForce now knocking at the door yep. and now Stadia is saying, okay, it might be August or July. Right. And GeForce is like, Hey, you can come play games three that, months for free. And then when you got to pay for it, it's only $5 a month and you can bring the games you already own. That could be a death nail. It really could. I mean, it's, it's a little scary, I think for Stadia right now. Um, and again, we can sit and talk about like, well, it's kind of janky to use GeForce now in this way. But the end of the day you can stream your games well with this service yeah. and if they get that like the missing piece is the web player i think that's i mean think about the millions of people 
that own Chromebooks that would love to play on Chromebooks. Um, that's that's a big piece. Um, and or Linux users, you know that you're you're missing a huge swath of people. I mean, I know a lot of the the, the industry is uh, in the in the market is Mac and, and Windows, but I mean that's a it's another huge chunk of users you'll get once that happens, and it's kind of the last thing that really from the user perspective separates stadia from geforce now right. and for all the failings that geforce now has from a ui standpoint the fact that you can already own your games in steam as long as they're compatible with geforce now and when i say compatible all it really means is licensing has been you know fixed up so that they're, they're like cool yeah they can stream that because what we found is PUBG is available via the um via mac and windows app but not the Android app, right? Because I got I got in touch with a consumer help person at Nvidia, and they said, "Well, because PUBG is available in the Play Store, so we're not making it playable on the Android app." Right. Sure, Which it's is a licensing ridiculous. thing. No, no, there's no way because they're different companies. Two different companies, oh, yeah, 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 completely yeah, yeah. different companies. It's this is a choice. I don't know who made this choice. It's dumb. Um, well, it makes maybe no sense. maybe it's because so if they're two different companies. Maybe the mobile game company has the exclusive rights for, yeah, Android, for Android Play. That's could probably be. that's what I'm saying. It's probably yeah, yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. And they're they're like, no, you're not allowed to have the full version running <laughs> on an Android. You're not allowed. I to. just it's silly to me though because it's it, it's almost a different game. Yeah, it I'm really not is. even if I can play it on Android, I'm probably not going to pick on my that phone. Version. No way. Yeah, you get the mobile. And I'm like, I, I've jumped in it a couple times and gotten slaughtered. I'm just used to mobile anyway. Right. But still, people that want that option, give it to them. You're not. Yeah. I don't think you're losing anything. I don't either. But I again, think it's I'm completely saying, goofy. So but the cool part is, once the web player comes out, that won't right, apply so that, for Chromebooks. Right. So whatever. We'll finally, finally have PUBG on a Chromebook. Chromebook My yeah. gosh. Um, Full they'll, they'll find a way to mess it up for you. So. Uh, probably. I mean, it's yeah. been the most elusive thing I've ever chased after. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Every time I'm like, And he's finally. chased a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm yeah, like, it's, finally, uh, it's going to work. Nope. nope. Something goes no wrong. Way. Every time. I mean, it's... It, it, and and the, the problem is, I've chased it so long, there's no way that once I finally have it and can play it, even on a even if it runs perfectly and there's no issues whatsoever, the experience of playing PUBG, like full-blown PUBG on a Chromebook is never going to live up to Hopping whatever I've phone. hyped it in my brain to be because no. uh, it just can't at this point. It's too late. Yeah. It's, it's too well, much and, hype, and, too much and waiting. It's, and and, and it's know. so much easier for us. I mean, a lot of times we'll, we'll hop into a PUBG mobile match during lunch and we'll come over here and sit on our little couches and sit and play you know and like yeah, there's right. something really fun about that as opposed to all right let's all get our laptops out and yeah sit i mean down. it's great like, we, <laughs> like we, it's just so much easier yeah, to grab we, your phone we had a play. flight delay oh, yeah. on the way back from vegas last month and it's like all right we're on the tarmac in the plane and we're stuck waiting like hey let's jump in a quick match <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you know, they're like they're like hey it's gonna be 15 20 minutes before we take off perfect okay, time for a match perfect. let's go yeah yeah so for right now anyone that wants to try this they can download the android app yep. and play certain games <laughs> Not that's a lot it's, yeah, it's yeah. basically like PUBG is one of the only yeah, it's one of the few yeah. ones i've seen All that right. has this restriction which right. again here, here's my other argument sorry i forgot about this uh -huh. with the whole PUBG thing fortnite is available on Android. Mm. Um, Fortnite allows full cross-play between Android desktop and console. But are they all, it's all the same company though? It is. Yeah. 
but still, like that game is fully available on in an Android APK, and they're one of the headlining pieces of this whole GeForce yeah, Now if, thing. If someone listening is like a full game, full on gamer, like let us know. Like I, I am curious. I am curious. Like, I wonder if it has to be for for the whole PUBG dilemma. It has to be some sort of licensing thing. Like, if, if someone knows the ins and outs of it, let us know. That'd be I'd be interested to know that. Uh, but then you can you can download, you know, a desktop version of GeForce Now on a Mac or Windows. Yes, there is no Linux nope. right now. No, nope. so going to be a web player. Linux folks and Chromebooks will be a yeah. web player okay. when it comes later in and 2020. The ga- and the games that are available are there's some free to play stuff. Yeah, so like but Apex Legends, anything Fortnite. That you See, now I'm as wondering if I can run it online. So I tried. That'll be. Oh, you did? Yeah. No, too, many, too many layers. You yep. ran it on Wine on Chrome OS? Yep. I wonder if it'll run on Wine on just straight, like an actual Linux. So I, I used uh, I used Christini, installed installed the latest version of Wine Which in Christini. Which is a pain in the butt it in is. of itself. And then I, it, the interface started to pop up, and then it said something. There's a, a dependency it needs that yep. uh, it won't run. So and I tried crossover the Android app. So that would have been <laughs> Is that still a thing? Oh yeah. Oh so that that would have been let's keep up. <laughs> Rob tried OS. Every if you guys option. are listening, no, I'm not being rude. That it's just painful. Yeah. yeah. Crossovers are rough. But I mean think about like the Android crossover app is especially running it on a Chromebook. <laughs> it's Chrome OS. In a container. Running in a, a container. container that runs <laughs> Android is. framework, running an Android app that is emulating windows it, it is the inception of software oh, you're like seven layers deep yeah i even went one extra layer because i wanted to see if i could get <laughs> 10 cents PUBG <laughs> emulator oh, which wow. is a windows uh, app that emulates android so right. you can play yeah. PUBG on the desk PUBG we've come, mobile we've on a desktop full circle yeah. <laughs> so i was running on chrome os crossovers I in an android container running the PUBG emulator that emulates android to get and i had the whole interface for it just would not install PUBG mobile i can i can hear i can hear the uh i can hear the people online right now just like okay why didn't you just play PUBG mobile on your phone because i want it on my chromebook and if and we've we've complained about this a thousand times i have like i don't understand for the life of me as well as android apps can run on chromebooks why they it seems like they completely nerf PUBG on yeah. on a Chromebook and for people saying well it's cuz they only want they want mobile only people not true they make their own emulator for Windows that has keyboard and mouse support built in right and they for, have for PUBG mobile yeah 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 so Tencent themselves make yeah. an emulator to install on Windows i think you can install it on Mac too yeah. you can run PUBG it has mapped keyboard keys mouse controls everything you need and when you launch it it has a whole interface to put you in rooms with other people who are emulating and if you have a phone companion they understand that they are coming to play with people who are using mouse like it's already there it's it's not even like a conceptual thing it's already exists and it's made by the people that make the game so do that for the chromebook version like it i don't feel like we're asking a whole lot here like I don't understand why this is such a difficult thing, and yet every time it updates, sometimes I go in and I'll because if it, if if it updates, I always check it because I'm like, who knows? Maybe this time is the time, and I'll load it up, and sometimes it'll come up and be like, oh, you you're set to medium settings, and I can't go even to high settings on it because it's it's running so terribly. 
Every once in a while, it lets me go to the high setting, well, but it still looks like garbage. Well, my Pixelbook Go can't handle. <laughs> I mean, are you serious? <laughs> what, In case what, you were it, wondering, Robbie, Robbie's not salty about this. No. It's just so frustrating. Yes, maybe. And, and, <laughs> and the problem is the solution's already there. It's great. Right. Like, that's that's what makes great. it so frustrating. This isn't a matter of <laughs> there's some technical glitch that they have to overcome. It's done. Yep. Uh, I mean. You're just choosing not yeah. to do it. And and I don't know why. I guess is the the point because they because there's someone listening right now who has the button to do it, and they just love torturing you. Yeah, that's what it exactly. is. That's what it feels like. Gosh, I love it. That's what it feels like. <laughs> like the day sure he shuts it. up about it, we'll launch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I mean, this has been a this has been a what two Long, year thing. Yeah, because we made a video when it first showed up in the Play Store. We're like, hey, yeah. yeah, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, I remember on the Pro. So it's been and over it's, two years. It's never become awesome. Like I would, I would. This is going to be so awesome, and then it never was. I would be fine even if they said, "Hey, just touch controls only." Like we're not going to allow keyboard and mouse support. Sure. For whatever reason, that would be weird, especially with like, well, like the Lenovo tablet. That would be dope. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. Like yeah. Okay, that's a weird move, but okay, fine. I just I like playing PUBG Mobile on a tablet anyway. I like being able to see a little better. I can adjust my controls and make this work, and it still runs terribly because. For some reason, I don't know if they're not compiling it for x86 or if they're not le- allowing the yeah. x86 versions to leverage the GPU or what's going on. It is not. I mean, there are other games that are as or more graphically intense than PUBG Mobile, and they run. Yeah. What did you play on well. the Duet? You played something that they had preloaded. Yeah, I don't know if we it can say. Asphalt. No, no. We they talk, had. They had, had oh, okay. Eight Everybody or, had eight or nine. Or, yeah. yeah. Whatever the latest asphalt so, is. I mean, and it was. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, you're running that on, on that. I and asphalt, asphalt uh, eight runs like if I install it on a, the Pixelbook Go right now. I mean, <coughs> we're talking high frame rates oh, yeah. and gorgeous graphics, all rendered in 3D. Everything looks amazing. So yeah, it's not. Well, I played it on the uh, Galaxy and it was. Yeah, I mean, butter, it's like there's I mean, no there's no explanation other than it's not. It's just not a priority. Yeah. It's not being done. Once, there, there it is. I knew there was going to be one that was third one today. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like the roads are a little slick, and so and so people, people are like, oh, no, I, bet if, I bet if you look yeah. out the window right now, the main road is probably dry as a bone. Yeah, people, people are like, yeah, yeah, half inch Anywho. of snow. Ah, yeah. <laughs> no, Robbie, I don't think it has anything to do with any of those technical specs. I think it's just that someone likes torturing you. So it's I enjoy it. I think this is fun. So oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, so yeah, so if you want to try GeForce now, uh, if you have a Mac or Windows. Or an Android, can, yeah, or an Android, device. you can you can try this out, um, and we'll obviously keep you posted on when the uh, web player comes out. I think the web player is going to be dope. Yeah, I think that's going to be a really really cool thing for Chromebooks, and it's really cool that Nvidia uh, has come out and said like, "Hey, for Chromebooks, this is what we're doing." Right, like that's sweet. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's like cool thank that you. They've, yeah, that they <laughs> kept kept Chromebooks in the loop. Right. I mean, they didn't have to do a web no, player of at all. Not. Um, and, and I'm but sure but also I mean it's probably difficult um, yeah to make it work yeah 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 um, so that's cool and I mean it's uh, I mean this this uh, this podcast and a lot of what we do is, is all about the future of cloud computing and so let's run everything in the browser you know like why not let's play uh, let's play uh, some some full res uh, all the graphics turned up on ultra high on a Chromebook Oh, it's going to be, be awesome. Dope. It's going to be so, awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to take a quick break for an ad, folks, and we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. 
We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back everybody. Uh... Tim Ferriss has these uh, little sayings that he does whenever he like cuts back in. The one one of them that he always says is "ladies and germs." I want to come up with some cool things like that. Chrome crew, chromey homies. Hmm. I don't like ladies and germs. Yeah, ladies and germs. Yeah, uh, chrome crew, chromey homies. Anywho, we're going to talk now about some dragons, the different types of yeah, dragons. We're just sitting here talking and just for whatever reason just now made the connection that usually these board names are all from a specific like family of games like the all of the octopus boards they were all from that weird commander keen game whatever but we're looking at these new hatch base boards and they're all just dragons they're not necessarily from a specific game like nami all of nami's games were uh, league of legends yeah uh, these aren't. They're just dragons. So like, yeah, because Palkia that we've talked about is that a dragon? Week, it's like a dragon esque okay, kind of cool. thing, yeah, there you go. like a so, Godzilla sort of deal from Pokemon. Yeah. So Helios is from a a, a different game, and then but uh, is it a dragon? It is. Yeah, it okay. is a dragon. There's Dragon Story, and then I think there, this looks like a Pokemon card. Or the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Dragons are tight. tight. <laughs> what was the one we were just talking about? Um, um, yeah, that's it. Is um, there a dragon named Kindred? Yeah, absolutely. Do you want there to be a dragon named Kindred? Sure there is. Let's Google I mean, it. Yeah, so I'm Googling it to find so, out. Let's see, dragon, Kindred. Iron dragon. I don't know what that is. There we go. So the the, the dragon we're talking about uh, today specifically is Mushu. Oh, yeah, Mushu. Yeah, silly. Yeah, it looks like there's a Kindred Is that the one dragon. you were just thinking of? That's the one that started the yeah, conversation, yeah, yeah. and then for whatever reason, yeah. I lost it. So, yeah, Mushu, yeah, move saw, on. Yeah, so. we, we came across a board this week, and uh, uh, another hatch-based board, and uh, things basically in it point to it probably being um, another one of these Project Athena-type devices. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. There's, <laughs> wow. Because, uh, I mean, we only have two right now, Stoked. but there's quite a few that we yeah. expect uh, to see. Uh, my guess would be every company would have one. Yeah, that was because be I, I was a little disappointed that the Flex Five from Lenovo isn't. But then after we talked it out, and and it's actually I think a good thing because that's going to be a device a lot of people are going to buy because it's not going to be a thousand dollars, but you're right. still getting a lot of the really good stuff. So right. Probably a smart move from Lenovo to not right. come out the gate with their flagship because I'm like Robbie, I think there will be a there'll be a Yoga something probably soon. Yeah. It'll be a oh. yoga whatever, and it'll be yeah. there. Project Athena. Right. HP will put an X360, maybe even bring the Spectre branding over or something. Oh, that'd, that'd be do. so awesome. Dell and Spron? Uh, Dell, yeah. Uh, see, I could see Dell moving to a different, like I would Ooh, love to see X- them move to XPS uh, for this, uh, but who knows. Uh, I was just over at Best Buy a steps. couple days ago. Yeah. What's the... I mean, we got El- Inspiron, we got a Latitude now, so... Have they ha, has not? has Dell come out with a newer XPS like relatively recently? Yes. Yeah, there was yeah, an yeah. XPS at CES, wasn't it? Yep. 
Yeah. Um, well, they wouldn't have that at Best Buy yet. I don't know. I was over at Best Buy, and there was yeah, just no, dope the, the one that they had at CES, I think, actually was announced or debuted earlier or at or the end of last year. Yeah. So that should be their new 13, Yeah, right? it's like a 16.10 or 16 know. by 10. Um, it's freaking beautiful. It just sucks no that it's running, it's just running just, Windows, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> Robbie mentioned the Spectre, though. I have always wanted to see a Chromebook with that, just that design, some of that dark uh, metal and gold yeah, and stuff. Mm, that's, yeah, oh, yeah, they're yeah, gorgeous. yeah. yeah. And I think Hatch like lends itself to in a th- these Project Athenas. Like, dude, make this do what, take take a note from Samsung. Like, this is yep. a Galaxy Chromebook. Like, make a XPS Chromebook. Yep. Make There's a no Spectre Chromebook. Like, and and I think some of the like we're ready, man. We're ready for yeah. the. We're ready for it. Well, you know? and, and you know, companies like Dell, for instance, like Inspiron for their Windows devices are entry level. Inspiron's their lower end, so. Make another Inspiron with the Hatch baseboard. Do the Flex 5 thing that Lenovo did. You know, give it the new baseboard, Wi-Fi 6, Bluetooth 5, you know, these 10th gen processors. You know, it's still going to be a nice device. There's going to be a lot of things to like about it. And then bring out an XPS Chromebook that's a Project Athena. It's $1,000. It has all the bells and whistles that you put on your Windows devices. You know, that Asus with the discrete GPUs, Asus could do like a ROG chromebook yeah Dude. <laughs> that would be awesome that so would yeah be we haven't dope. even talked about that would be different that's that's kind of what what mushu brings that's different uh, is that we have a uh, very clear uh discrete gpu being added to this so, device so, uh, so 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 describe to people what a discrete gpu is and i'll be honest like i'm not super into all yeah. the processors and everything like you guys are but i do know whenever i mean this was back in the day whenever i was first getting into video editing Everyone was like, "You have to have a discrete GPU, like yeah. whatever, whatever dis- machine you and buy." By the way, some people say dedicated. Yeah, or dedicated, dedicated GPU. Yeah. yeah. So what? Well, there's there's integrated or embedded, and then there's DGPU is what we'll call it, discrete or uh, dedicated. Dedicated. But up until this point, um, like with ARM Chromebooks, all all of their stuffs on one chip. You have six cores, four cores, eight cores, whatever. But you, then you have the GPU is like Adreno. It's all built in, and like Adrenos on your phone. And Mali, yeah, Mali's and all that stuff. With Intel chips, theirs is integrated as well. So when you see a Chromebook on like Best Buy, it'll say blah 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 i5 processor, Intel UHD six six hundred or sixty six twenty graphics. That's Intel CPU has a little tiny built-in GPU on the CPU. So that that's all it is it's not separate it doesn't really it's not powered separately that's why discrete gpus take a lot more power because they're powered separately and they're a lot more powerful uh, but there's a wide range of them too you see these gamers they have like the gtx 1080s and now i think they have the 2020s or 2060s are out now yeah and, i don't i don't even keep you know, up with there's all a, them. you know but there was a huge short of those because of bitcoin and cryptocurrency guys were buying those <laughs> and building mining rigs out of them and you're talking because I mean, GTX there for a long yeah. time. You couldn't buy a you 1080. I mean, yeah. they were oh, gone. Yeah. gone. It was insane. So, such a thanks weird a lot thing. for a lot of crypto <laughs> miners and all such that a stuff. weird thing. Uh, and so, yeah, there's no indication as to what type of uh, discrete GPU we're talking about, but it would be the first Chromebook with a discrete GPU in it. I mean, yeah. uh, everything else has been part of the SOC, which is system on chip, which means it's one chip with a GPU and a CPU right. together, like what Gabe was describing. Um, We've just not seen this. Now, we've seen tons of stuff from um, AMD-powered devices, not these A4, A6s we have now, but, you know, ones that will 
leverage what is it uh, picasso Picasso's, yeah. so they're, they're higher end uh devices and there's been you know reference to some stuff with gpu but i think it was always like their built-in yeah gpu stuff yeah because so. the picasso's more along the lines of like a uh, intel core chips but then they actually have the ryzen whatever graphics right. but it's mm. still system on chip it's still i think it's amd re- yeah in, amd refers to theirs as apu so whatever processing unit because it's still all there together it's not a separate card We've and seen some hints because, like, Robbie uncovered uh, these commits about dual fans, and we weren't really sure why yeah. they were doing that. And there's multiple reasons they could do that, but we've seen different things that kind of pointed to them going that direction. But this is the first time we've seen a device that has a an actual separate GPU unit. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's coming. Um, and it could be an AMD, it could be a NVIDIA. Um, yeah, because my first thought was Intel because they they officially announced Tiger Lake at CES and it has these XE graphics, which is their new. And these you got to understand, you look at like a GTX card and it's huge. I mean, it looks like a big candy bar, yeah. you know, because they, they're totally separate thing. They're individually fans. Some of them have two fans. These still aren't those kind of gpus it's still a chip that mounts to the motherboard it's just a separate thing but these xe graphics from intel are supposed to be pretty powerful yeah but they were just announced last month so this is not going to be as robbie pointed out this is not going to be that chip it's probably going to be just a regular uh embedded mount or mounted motherboard mounted chip from whoever similar to what you get when like in a mac or whatever when you get a discrete gpu in them it's an AMD or it's a NVIDIA. Um, NVIDIA. Robbie found out this morning. Yeah, it's way to look Nvidia. it up. Um, what were you calling it? NVIDIA is what uh, I've always called and it. And there's other people that do that, and it's a little in in front, so who knows? Uh, but their marketing material specifically says it's mm, NVIDIA. NVIDIA. <laughs> NVIDIA. Um, NVIDIA. But yeah, it's uh, for sure. I mean, this will this will be a unique thing uh, when it comes out, and it's unsure whether it'll be the only one or if this is a new thing that you know, like. When you get a Galaxy Chromebook, for instance, it, that'll just be one variation of the Galaxy Chromebook that comes with a discrete GPU. I don't know, um, and and there's going to be have to be need for it as well. Yeah. So you know, my guess would be with uh, them working with Valve to to bring Steam over um, with what we understand as you know the imminent arrival of things like Project Rush or you know Premiere Rush yeah. for video editing. And maybe they see the writing on the wall with Linux apps getting, you know, better and more supported that there's going to be some uh, renewed interest in video editing and stuff like that with Linux apps. I mean, maybe it's just all of those things combined to say, hey, we're ready to go ahead and get these as as an option for Chromebooks. Yeah, and that's my thought. I I mean, I think obviously these will eventually be available to the public, but I I would guess they're going to start out by targeting enterprise because Chrome OS is never going to leverage GPU. I mean, there's just no real reason for it. It doesn't it's not that's not what it does. It's web-based stuff. It's it's whatever. But Linux for these guys who are developers or they, you know, they're doing back end server stuff or whatever, and they're able to actually use Linux on Chrome OS, they can utilize these GPUs. Uh, now, it's still yep. not going to be powerful enough to run like your serious major video editing software, but it's going to do. I mean, I can imagine that guys that are developing on Chromebooks with like Android Studio and stuff like that, I bet this will greatly increase their experience on a Chromebook. I, w- I, I would assume think, so. You know. And, you know, we were talking about this before, you know, 
Android apps that at least are taking advantage of x86 architecture, which, you know, Google's made it very clear how to do that, made it simple, you know, to, to, to make sure that you have your app doing that. Um, and you can tell a difference. Like when you run an app that's made to work on Intel-based chips on a Chromebook, you can just tell the difference in that and one that hasn't been compiled for x86. And so devices or apps that are doing that on existing devices shouldn't be that big of a step for them to leverage the GPU. Because even though the, the GPU that's on uh, uh, Chromebooks right now is integrated, it's still a GPU. Yeah, absolutely. So they're, they're, even though if it's very low power, it's still, you know, the software is still having to say, hey, you know, let's let's leverage the GPU. What, what's there? Let's leverage it. So if, if a discrete GPU is there and it's built on the system level to, to understand it, there's no reason to think that Android apps and, you know, stuff on the web, everything won't still run through this GPU mm -hmm. on a system level. So it, it should make anything graphic related, right. anything, even yeah. web-based graphic right. stuff, better. Gravit, yeah, Gravit or, yeah. you know. I mean, all of it. Yeah. People that people that like Wii Video and things like that. Right. Um, can... Can Chrome OS leverage external GPUs? Not at this time. No. Not and I don't know if Chrome know. OS ever will. Uh, I believe firmly, and we've seen kind of some hints that, especially with Thunder, the new Thunderbolt support on these uh, new hatch boards, the ones that do have enabled Thunderbolt support, I think it's just a matter of them putting the code and flipping the switch in there for Linux to be able to access because you have USB support that for would be Linux really now. interesting and I actually spent some time researching the other night to see how I could maybe possibly um, in a not crazy expensive way get us uh, <laughs> just a little you know because it's not cheap I mean an external GPU that's decent with a good housing and all that stuff you're you're going to invest six seven eight hundred dollars but OWC if you guys are listening and you want to send us one whatever but I think eventually we'll have that. We'll yeah. have, and then that's when it's a game changer. That's when it's I can download DaVinci Resolve, the, exactly. the sixteen, exactly. the Studio series, and plug it up to my external GPU, and now I've negated the need for Final Cut because Final Cut, because Final Resolve Cut. has a full Linux. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, that would be really interesting. Well, and when you think I mean, about that would external, be really interesting. external GPUs is. You know, USB-C, USB is universal serial bus. It's a it's a bus. It's a it's a thing for data to pass over. It's so, you know, PCI is a it's a bus. You know, and like so you plug the card in. That's info is going over a bus. That's that's it's it. It's just inside versus uh, versus you know, outside. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, USB Type C is just another type of bus. And when we start talking Thunderbolt, we're talking massive data transfer speeds, maximum data transfer speeds. So. In the what is Thunderbolt three rated at ten gigs? Uh, yeah, ten gigs per yeah. second. I mean, so oh. you can move a lot of data back and forth. So once Chrome OS gets to the point where it's saying, "Hey, you know, on a system level, we can support uh, discrete GPUs that are built onto the motherboard over this bus." Well, it's not really any different to go. Well, cool. We'll also support it over that bus being USB Type C, like that. And so I, th I think, um, so maybe I'm disagreeing with you a little bit. Like I, I think Chrome OS could also leverage these as well. Like it could be an option, especially for, again, as certain Android apps come along that can really take advantage of some of this stuff and web-based applications can. I mean, how, we like were hardcore we were developer. cutting out 3D composite stuff the other day in a web-based <sighs> application so yesterday. Yeah, that's true. It's a complete so side, side thing. But 
you know, taking a 2D thing and it's rendering it in 3D and I'm moving around it in 3D space and busting blocks off of it and stuff. And I'm like, this is happening in a web browser, you know, and just because it's in a browser doesn't mean it doesn't need all the support of a GPU to, yeah, to run graphically right. intense stuff. Right. And, and, so, and I've done some wee video videos where you get three, four, five minutes in and it's trying to continually compile that stuff and then render right. it and it starts to choke. And if it were a better GPU, and I'm talking on an i7 Chromebox with GPU right. support enabled and 16 gigs of RAM. So yeah, I mean you're you're right. I mean I, I think I'll, I think Chrome I don't think it'll leverage it near as much as what Linux could. Yeah, and Linux will probably. But I mean I, I think there's benefit there to have the option available. And I think if they're going to work on discrete GPU anyway uh, for the system, it's just a matter of saying you know that bus over this bus, we're doing the same thing. So I think it could happen. Did uh did we just have one of those like uh. We need to we need to take what just happened and amp it up a bit. We were watching the uh, Sp- Sports Center came on just for a second oh, while yeah. we were at lunch. The Stephen day. A. Smith moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, can we do that? But like bump that way up. Like you guys. <laughs> I, I yell wasn't at there, each so other. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. We we, we went down lunch without. <laughs> they game. went to lunch without me. Sorry, bro. Uh, can we just like bump that up a bit? Like you all yell, maybe. Just do yeah, what right. you just did. Yeah, just yeah. be like, Gabe, I have to you- disagree. I gotta disagree. Look, you know, you know what? I, I look, I'll concede to you. I will concede look, that. It's too loud. Yeah, Chrome it's OS may be able to leverage that. It will. <laughs> okay, Stephen, <laughs> calm down. It's look, peaking. I know, it's I peaking. know Linux on a personal level. <laughs> we are friends. I have Linux's phone number. I will text him. <laughs> You seem like a guy that would hang out with Linus. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just, Linux. Oh, Linux. I'm sorry. The operating system and me are friends. Yeah. There we go. Perfect. Dear friends. Oh, well. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So some context. We were just talking about. I don't how, know. If- and we all love sports. Like we we watch stuff and keep up with sports, but. Not to the level that we're watching some of the uh, sports talk shows that air at you know one thirty in the afternoon yeah. on ESPN. And, 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 <laughs> and it was funny that some of them the comment are. you made that was like these men that are you know uh, talking about their wives listening or watching you know soap operas. It's like um, uh, this is the same. This is like male soap operas. This but it wasn't the soap same opera so much. Of, like people, women, a lot of times. Oh, like the talk uh, show, like yeah, the daily the, talk more shows. More than men. No, no, not even that. Like oh. they'll get into um, stuff like TMZ where. You know, oh, what, like what's that celebrity stuff, doing? Yeah. You know, oh, that celebrity went and got Coke at the convenience store. And it's like a, that's a story. Like, like and I dr- look at like, that. I'm, like drugs or Coca-Cola classic? No, like Coca-Cola classic. <laughs> like they went and got, you know, some soda from the, from the gas station. You know, and it'll be like, we got, we caught pictures yeah, yeah, of yeah. Demi Lovato went and grabbed a candy bar. You know, yeah. I'm just like, how is, is this? Is she throwing off her diet? Yeah. Like, yeah. how is this like? A thing like why are people so interested yeah, in this or like the royal family like people oh get so gosh, into prince so and so and whatever something about humans that 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 we uh, love celebrity we, man well yeah we, we 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 like um we like looking at other people and and fantasizing about what their lives are actually like when in reality like the royal family and and what's uh harry and, and what's her name megan yeah sure. it's like, they're just normal people dude like they're they're actually like getting out of it they're like we don't want to deal with all this crazy stuff we just want to do our own thing and like yep. do do cool stuff so yeah it's funny i don't know i think it's like something in but our yeah brains, like but like a man a lot of times will look at stuff like that and well, why do you but care about it but it's the same stuff. thing yeah but with sports we're, we're idolizing we're, we're idolizing these these basketball players i mean i was telling you i was watching the uh ufl uh, uh basketball game which go cards i think they're fifth right now yeah i don't know they're crushing it uh really looking forward to march we need a good season. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so I was watching that, and, and then you know, ESPN just popped on Sports Center right after that. So I was just kind of watching it for a second. I literally was laughing out loud because <laughs> they were talking about the NBA trade deadline, and this dude got on there, and this guy was like older guy, but you could tell he was just like so nerdy about this stuff. He had two phones sitting in front of him. And he was like checking them because you know he got he's got to know when when these deals are coming in. He's he's got people on the right, inside right. letting him know, you know. Right. And I'm just like, why? Like, why? What? We're, we're talking about nuts. these people's careers just moving, like essentially making deals in their careers. Yeah. But I mean, we nerd out about Chrome West stuff. I mean, we sit here and just talked about. Oh, it's the same. We it's just sat here. We just sat here and talked about GeForce Now for 45 minutes. You yeah. know, so I mean, it's all it's, the same. It's, it's, it's really it's it's fascinating. It's fascinating. So, uh, anywho, I don't know how we got on that. Oh, I was talking about yeah, you guys yeah, disagreeing. Yeah. Yeah, we got to bump that up. We got to make it. We got to make it, it more entertaining. For, yeah. the, for the listeners if, if let us know <laughs> let us know online yeah it's you, weird like we want. never disagree around here because we're all pretty much on the same page with everything so i, I don't know what that would look like yeah yes like, we, I was do. Throw we my, disagree gabe i'm gonna throw my coffee mug at you <laughs> okay there that's what it looks like and joe just go. got hit in it the face happened. with my and there we go we disagreed morning jolt coffee so, mug so that's perfect that hurt. That so hurt. um <laughs> I'm I'm checking on twitter i think there was like a couple questions we had i'm gonna pull those up but while i'm doing that um Robbie, let's talk just briefly about a comparison video that we put out this week. It, I'm not going to say it was the number one most requested comparison video, but it's it's up there. It might be the number one. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, yeah. We did the uh, Pixelbook versus Pixelbook Go. Um, we got a lot of comments in that video already about can you include the Pixel Slate? Um, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I think a lot of people. Not. I think people want the Pixel Slate versus the Pixelbook Go because we did the Pixelbook Pixel Slate, didn't we? I think we did that video. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure we did. Um, yeah, and those are such different devices, um, and I'm. I don't even know if I'd be qualified to do that video because I'm I'm such a Pixel Slate hater. But anyway, uh, the the. The Pixelbook, Pixelbook Go, I think, is so fascinating because they they share the same name. Um, they both share that Pixelbook name, and so between the two, you know, we wanted to do the same thing we do with other uh, other comparison videos, and and you know, set them next to each other and say, okay, when we talk about display, when we talk about build quality, we talk about keyboard and trackpad, and you know, um, speakers and performance and price and value and all these things together, which one? is the one that, that I think is a better overall Chromebook. And it wasn't some landslide, obviously. I mean, they're both still great Chromebooks, but, you know, the, the factors end up lining up uh, that, uh, you know, if you break them down into our five categories, the Pixelbook Go won three of them and the Pixelbook won two of them. And other than, I think, like the speakers, um, that was probably the only category that was kind of a landslide. Um, and, and the speakers are kind of included. And so you had you kind of the internals and ports and speakers, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, and, and honestly the internals, yeah, they're different. It's a seventh versus an eighth gen and, and, you know, chip and Ram is almost the same across the board on, on all of them, except for the fact that you can get, you know, the core M3 and in, in the Pixelbook go, you know, that all those things are kind of a push. And so it ended up coming down to the speakers and the speakers aren't even close on the two devices. So, you know, yeah, the Pixelbook's got probably an arguably better screen uh, than the Pixelbook Go, but, you know, some people like 16 by 9 some people like 3 by 2 
Um, the bezels are smaller on the Pixelbook Go, and they're made of different materials, and they have different design aesthetics, but both are great. Um, both keyboards are really good. The Pixelbook Go is a slightly bit better, and the trackpad's a slight bit better and larger. And, and so it was all these little things that kind of added up, basically, to, to push us over the edge and say, look, you know, the overall, the Pixelbook Go, I think, is a better device. And ultimately, what really, you know, at the end, we always have this category of user experience. And when it came down to it, I couldn't wait for this test period to be over because I spent a good week, week and a half with the Pixelbook. done, dude. Yeah. And and (laughs) it wasn't like, oh, I hate this device. I just wanted to go back to my Pixelbook Go. Um, So (coughs) that was enough to tell me that user experience wise, I would prefer, I would prefer the Pixelbook Go. That's not to say that it's uh, objectively better than the Pixelbook. I don't think you can make that argument. It's just for me, like, when I use a Chromebook, I'm going to use it as a, a clamshell 99% of the time. Like, sure, the Pixelbook can flip around and I can use a pen, but I never actually do those things. So, like, so the ability to do it, it's kind of like what we're talking about, this old GeForce Now and all that stuff. Like, sometimes cool. we get intrigued by the ability to do something that <laughs> oh, we never actually dude, want to I mean, take this, part this in. Right. Goes, this goes back to the whole tablet thing of wanting a Chrome OS tablet. That and, I can detach yeah, and I yeah, can yeah. use it as a tablet. Are yeah. you ever going to do that? No. no. Yeah, my no, wife, no. I love the Acer Spin 13. Always did. I'll still do. But it has features that I didn't use. I never, not once, touched the stylus unless I was just testing something. My wife, right. on the other hand, she's taking some college courses right now and she loves that and that's why the Galaxy Chromebook's very well, appealing to her, so guess right. what? We're probably buying for whenever it comes out, but I just have no use for it. But I love the spin. I do. I absolutely mm-hmm. love the design of it and everything, but if you gave me a, I guess what's I guess their regular 13, we never tested it, but if we got a, no. an Acer 13 in the office, I would probably fall in love with it because it's yeah. not a convertible. It doesn't have the stylus, but it has everything else. Right. So, everything yeah. else is the same. Yep. But yeah. for other people, they may well, want I mean, that, and that's I mean, great. John Sowash, we had him on the podcast, and he's a huge fan of taking notes on his yeah, his more like marking book. up web pages and it just, and, and it just yeah. I mean, my uh, my girlfriend uh, just got an iPad and bought the pencil and loves it and like all about it. And, like she loves taking notes on there, and it's just like just depends on the person. Like yeah, I yeah, can't. I, I'm just old school. I really like pens also. Any of you all that listen to this uh, podcast know that I'm a weirdo. Uh, but the Pilot, uh, which, which which one? The precise precise oh, the V5 right now. The fact that you didn't right know now. the name of the pen no, well, this is a slightly different tells one. me. No, this is a new mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. This is a new one. G2.5. G2s are garbage. The point five, I love it. I'm a 0.7 man. You're garbage. Well, you can get the G2s if you get the extra fine. But the, like the standard G two, see, I like the I like the scrape. You know, I wanted to scrape on the paper he likes a little to bit. Cut his oh, words. See, I like out. the smoothness. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No way, no way, no But way. I also never write with my hand. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm a when was terrible... the last time you took notes on paper? On paper, yeah. Man, I'm not calling the, so the long rocket, ago. The rocket book. The well, rocket see, book doesn't count. Robbie and I both, in in different lives, uh, spent some time in the restaurant industry, and G twos were great just because they're. They're dependable, smooth. fluid, yeah, smooth. smooth. You can yeah. jot stuff down really, really fast. They're great. Yeah. I used to carry PhDs in my apron until I realized people were taking them. And those things were like $9 a pop when I mean, they came People out. took my G2s like crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Those, those, those PhDs had the big triangle rubber <laughs> comfort. Yeah. And yeah. man, uh, after about the third time of a guest taking one of those, I stopped. You're like, mm-mm. Uh, nope. Mm-mm. Click sticks. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> Give me some Bix. Yeah, good old fa- hey, some all brand, some Kroger nothing brand pens, with, please. Nothing wrong with some Bix, man. I like a big pen. 
it was, so a, clue. Yeah, it was a clue in my crossword yeah. last night. Really? Big. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Big click stick. Uh, click stick. Um, so yeah, so that was a fun comparison. I really enjoyed filming it and just to nerd out for just a second. Uh, as if nerding out about pens wasn't enough yeah, for you well, listeners. Say, exactly. It's probably far it. enough. Let's take it. Let's take it a step farther. Um, so we have the studio, and we have been playing around with some different camera settings. Uh, shout out to uh, Paul Leeming with the Leeming LUT Pro. Um, bought bought a LUT from uh, from this guy, and have just been really. I'm going to pull a Joe on you for those listening. Uh huh. Can you explain what is a LUT? Yeah, yeah. So a LUT is a lookup table. Because I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's 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 true. I should probably explain that. So basically, when you when you video edit, we there there's a couple different levels of video editing, um, or as far as uh, color correction and color grading. Uh, what we do is primarily color correction. All I want is I want the colors to look as accurate as possible. Um, a lot of people when they when they work on video and post-production, they're trying to add a certain look. You know, like you can watch certain YouTubers and they have a certain look to their footage. Um, I'm not super into that. Like, I mean, we, I do a couple little things to make ours kind of consistent and have a little kind of look. Like I add a little purple into the midtones and a couple things like that, but nothing nothing crazy. Like it's not some like big blue image or something crazy, you know, uh, it doesn't look like a movie or anything. So, um, so a lookup table is basically a kind of shortcut to get some of those basic color corrections in place. Um, so what I do, and this is kind of based on this uh, Paul Leeming uh, guy that, that makes this LUT, I basically film the shot a certain way. You know, I, I uh, adjust the exposure in the shot in the camera a certain way, but I focus on getting the white balance perfect. And then in post-production, I adjust exposure slightly, and then I put the LUT on it, and the LUT basically pulls everything in and gets it all really close, color science-wise, to what the camera does. So we're filming on the Sony a6500, and it has a couple little quirks, and the reds are always kind of a little off, and blah, blah, blah. So he's done the color science and figured out how to map that to get it as accurate as possible. And then I go in, and we now have a color checker, and I go in and fine tune it and make sure that everything is is lining up perfectly. Um, so that process has been something new that we've started doing. So if you're watching our YouTube videos, hopefully you notice that um, I think the red is is the primary thing. Like I think your skin tones um, are much better. Um, Robbie has a uh, German ancestry and. Uh, has very thin skin, and so when we film, it's sometimes, uh, what did the dude in, in Vegas say? Red potato red or whatever. Red potatoes. <laughs> that was also that room. That room was oh, just yeah. hard. We didn't have any lighting. The floor is red in that Nick room. Yeah, so. Nick, and <laughs> Nick was also red. red yeah. He's Australian. So. Yeah, exactly. So it was that but it's, It was it's a very, very Las Vegas room. German... Yeah, no, maybe. there's, there's you know, Western there European some, ancestry there. Some Whatever. connection there. Anywho, yeah. so um, so yeah, it's it's made a big difference, I think, in our our quality of video that we're putting out, and that's all. All of this is partially me just nerding out, and I love color science, and I love th- this color checker, and how I can say <laughs> this little block is exactly yellow that maps to my nonlinear video editing thing and I can say look it up in the vector scope and say that's exactly yellow based on what we've determined is yellow in color science right right and it's, it's a also certain subjective. it's a certain mixture of of 
light spectrum, right. right? So I nerd out on this stuff. So it's partially that, but then it's also just getting footage that is consistent. That's my biggest thing. Like I, I felt like each shot we were kind of adjusting it slightly. And so one video would look kind of a certain way and then another video would look a little different. And so I was like, I just want things to be super consistent. So when someone opens up a Chrome Unbox video, they're getting a super high quality, consistent image, right? So I think we've kind of got there, uh, but this this comparison video, to kind of bring this full circle, uh, this comparison video was shot entirely in the studio. And other than a couple little small videos where it was just some little small B-roll, we've never done that. This yeah, is the we first always, one. We usually go outside and get some yeah, B-roll. Or, or I'll, I'll come do out some here. In the office, yeah, I'll the do, main some, office do some footage over here just to mix it up. Um, but I just kept filming and I was just like, oh, that shot looks dope. Oh, that, that, and I was kind of moving the light around and getting some kind of dramatic looking shots. And then there was this kind of, because we have our um, moving blankets set up for sound dampening, there was a couple shots where it was just black kind of in the background. And then I used the blue, uh, so the bowling P1 little uh, LED light to shine some blue up on the wall. Had a couple really colorful shots there. So it was just this really nice mixture of, textures and, and and colors and i just man i was really happy with how that video turned out i'm not trying to toot my own horn here i just want people to go watch it and give give us feedback like because i thought it turned out really cool um and i want people to go watch it and let us know online you know tweet tweet at us hashtag the chromecast um go. so yeah it was it was a fun video to to work on um and it's funny like we were talking i mean i've I spent I spent a good good chunk of time working on these videos and it's fun to do that. We have these little quick videos that we can film and edit and put out in the same day and then we have these reviews or these comparison videos that man they just take time, but it's fun. Like when yeah, you the, finish it it's like, "Oh wow." Yeah, the comparison ones are, are heavy. Yeah, and, there's a lot. There's a lot of thinking that goes into what's going to be said. There's a lot of editing that happens. There's a lot, you know, it took us 3 or 4 times as long to even just to film what what had to go into the right. video. And then, like writing the article that accompanies that is yeah. way more than just review, and you know, it's just yeah. there's a ton of work that goes I mean, into you and just I the kinda, one piece. You and I kind of sat and talked about because we have some kind of internal goals, you know, of what we're trying to do uh, weekly, and you know, you and I were sitting and talking. I was just like, man, this this video, like my goals are almost kind of going to fluctuate <laughs> yeah, a little bit based on eating up with this one thing. I mean, it was like 15 hours. I think you and I sat yeah. and kind of. I thought it was closer to 20, but I think it's. I think it was like 15. But realistically, still, that's a lot of time for a single video. Yeah, um, and some of that, honestly, if I were to add up some of the time, the like downtime of like importing and exporting and uploading, well, uploading isn't bad anymore, but. If I added those into it, it might maybe get a little closer to 20. But normally sure. when, when I'm doing those things, I'm working. I have the Chromebook out and I'm doing something else. So anywho, anywho, all that to say, go check out the video. It was cool. It was a fun comparison. Someone online said that we have the best comparison videos. <laughs> and I was like, the best? Yeah, I would say that. <laughs> On the internet? Uh, the best? I mean, yeah. that's amazing that you think that thank you but i don't think we have the best <laughs> comparison. No. like that's that's uh, maybe the best chromebook comparison videos. there we go could, i could we I, have we that could take that we've got that market cornered bro yeah and there was another <laughs> there was another comment in the video and they just said this is one of the most underrated channels on youtube oh, oh man thanks. i love Appreciate seeing that. that stuff that's that's fun because we yeah, we pour we our to, hearts into this stuff yeah, and, and we get to field all kinds of really negative comments too so well any anybody gosh. making anything yeah, on the don't, internet's don't, always going to have that junk don't so. get me started robbie we have the internet. And I so have finally people, learned to ignore them. So, you it's know, my, yeah. thing, my <laughs> thing, I just want to say this real quick. I just want to say this real quick, which this brings up, we're talking about reviews and commenting online. 
Uh, Google Podcast does not have a review feature. So if you have commented online, if you're one of those uh, folks that are listening and you've asked us, hey, I can't leave a review online, that's a Google Podcast thing. Uh, shoot yeah. them a comment in their feedback. I, I don't know where that is, but I'm sure there's some feedback or a comment yeah. section. Yeah, it should be in the app somewhere. Yeah, I'm just sure. let them know. Say, hey, we would love. I would love to leave comments. Sure. Um, I think that would be really cool. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a feature they should have. I would love. I would love for Google Podcasts, and we have talked about this. Like, either maybe integrate them at some point in the future, or else let them stay separate, but let Google Podcasts become the YouTube of podcasts. The same way that we can watch a video, we can thumbs it up, we can subscribe, and we can leave comments. Do the exact same thing mm -hmm. on Google Podcasts. Yep. Ads. Start loading in ads. Tie to your AdSense account. Upload. Like let us let us let us use Google Podcasts as the distribution yeah, medium. Make it, make it a creator. It's just centric make thing. It, make it. It's it, what iHeartRadio's right. starting to try yeah. to do. Right. I mean, they're trying to attract podcasters there and, Dude, and leverage like it. And, YouTube, you, you, like YouTube, make call it YouTube podcast. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, Google Podcast is great, but like, yeah, just nothing make against it. Anchor. Anchor's great, and we we've loved oh, dude, using I love it. Anchor. It does great for us. But if if Google would just if Google, take what they know, what they've become experts at with YouTube, look at what Anchor's doing, and then take all of that and just meld it into Google Podcasts. Or yeah. like Joe said, just marry them together, one well, or the it's other. Like, it's yeah. like can 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 we can we can we get it to a point where Google Podcast or YouTube Podcast is just the the default, right? We don't upload our videos to Vimeo and this and this and this. Like nope. right now, we we are we are scattered. Everyone has their own little thing oh, yeah. where they listen to their podcast, and it's freaking confusing. Yep. Most people like don't even know. Like my mom, I'm like, hey, go, where, where do you listen to your podcast? Like she doesn't know. Yeah, she right. might open up podcasts, the app on her phone, but she doesn't know. Oh, it's still wild, I mean, my, wild my, west. My, my girlfriend, my 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 girlfriend and and one of her friends are working on a new podcast. Go check it out. Uh, called Line Lines and Wine. Uh, they talk about art theory and art history and art mystery, but they drink wine while they do it. It's really fun. I've really enjoyed listening to it. Um, but I've kind of helped them get some things set up and they posted their first episode you know and and like some of uh some of uh ashley's family was commenting like where's the video like what <laughs> like, people don't know what podcasts are you know yeah, and so yeah youtube just like make it make it the de facto like hey we have a podcast yeah it's on youtube go check it out mm. you know because honestly yeah. the and then we Google's can monetize yeah, it google's podcast can have app members. has come a long way it's great but so many people don't know about it and they don't use it because we can look at our metrics and we can see that Google Podcast is a very small yeah, I mean, pocket, percentage. Pocket Cast, pocket is, cast a lot. is huge. Um, Overcast. Overcast. iTunes. Yeah. Whatever. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. So, all right, I'm going to get off of that soapbox. I think it's just so weird, yeah, man. Podcasting is still I in think a it's very so strange weird. place. I think it's so weird. But yeah, so if, you, um, if you're one of those people that, that want to leave us a review, that that's where you can post some feedback to Google and tell them, Hey, <laughs> right. Let us, uh, let us do that. Uh, but we had some other questions online. I was going somewhere else with that. And I kind of, I forgot where I was going. I don't remember. Um, anywho, uh, we had a couple folks ask us online. Um, uh, let's see here at, at Bo Kelly, B O E Kelly key, uh, K E L L E Y. I think is what this is. Yeah. Uh, and he was just asking about a video format of the podcast. So this is something, um, I'm guessing that's pronounced Bo B B O E Bo. Sure. 
Yeah. Bowie Kelly, maybe? Yeah, Bowie. Maybe it's his initial. Bowie. I don't know. Mr. Uh, Kelly. Mr. Mr. Kelly. Uh, that's Kelly. something we've talked about on the podcast before. We've kind of hinted at it. Um, I think if we do a live stream or video format of the podcast, for now, it will probably be a YouTube member exclusive. Um and we will kind of test it out there and see how it goes. Maybe if the production gets better and we like figure out how we want to kind of position it, maybe we end up doing a video format uh, and post it onto our, our channel, or maybe we make a specific channel for this podcast on YouTube. Um, Google doesn't like you to upload just audio to YouTube because uh, no. they want it to be video. Um, and so as far as like a video format, if that's what you're saying, like you want to watch us do it, uh, that's something that we're, we're going to start doing hopefully soon uh, through our YouTube membership. And we need to do this. It's on a checklist of mine. We need to update. We're going to update our, our YouTube membership to add a couple different tiers um, where you can get some different stuff. But I would imagine the uh, the live stream would be part of just the, the base tier. Um but we've been we've been putting a lot of work in that into that YouTube uh, membership platform and doing some really fun behind the scenes stuff. So if you're interested in that, go check that out. But that's where we will likely do a video version of the podcast if we do it. Uh, we're still kind of trying to figure it out. We tried to set it up last week and just like do a quick one, and it was uh, not good. It didn't work. We will have to yeah, figure out we different were, camera we were angles. Ill, Ill prepared for that. Yeah, we'd have to do some different camera angles and some some different stuff. I don't I don't know. It's um, it's it's going to be more than just oh let's just set up the camera and record you know like we're gonna have to put some thought into it um but as we set up the studio with the uh, kind of podcast area in there that's part of that setup so and if you're interested in some of that behind the scenes that'll be on our youtube membership as well <coughs> is that enough plugs for your youtube membership i don't know should i plug it one more time Hey, YouTube no, membership. membership. Go check it good. out. I think we're good. YouTube membership. Uh, that's it for the Chromecast YouTube membership. Uh, <laughs> so, anything else, guys? I mean, gosh, that's... Uh, no. Chrome, Chrome 80. Chrome 80 came out. Oh, yeah. Week. Let's, let's briefly a... br- give folks uh, give folks an update there. We didn't have a hot take. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a hot take. Wait a minute. Did you have, were there any other questions? Was uh, that was the main one. The other one was just about... We had a couple people asking about reviews, how they oh, could okay. leave reviews. So, that was the other one. I think that was where I was going with the other one. I can't remember. I'm I'm oh. I'm I'm stupid. Yeah, I started talking about start oh yeah, we did have one other question here. Uh so let me talk about that and then we'll do a hot take with Gabe. Uh you all got me fired up about about video editing and, and that and then uh we started talking about podcast distribution, which is another uh uh bugaboo of mine, you know. Got a couple bugaboos and that's one of <laughs> that's one of them. Uh yeah, so uh Corey Corey Nelson, I'm not gonna read out his full uh Twitter handle there, but he was asking if um if we ever let people stop by and meet us. Um he's a new listener and found out that we are in Kentucky. And uh, he said he's going to be heading over this way on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean that's something we've <laughs> we've never really like thought about to be honest. Uh, but absolutely, we um, we have a little co working space here. So if anybody's nearby or if they're in Kentucky and want to swing through, um, we're in Elizabethtown. Hit us yeah, up on Twitter and yeah, send us a send us a DM and we'll give you the details. But uh, there's a couple little. Well, there's one little cool coffee shop uh, downtown that's right around the corner, so we could grab some coffee or we can make you some coffee up here. Um, but yeah, absolutely. If you're interested in, in swinging by, just shoot us a shoot us a, a direct message on Twitter. 
um, as long as you're not a crazy person, um, <laughs> as long as you're cool, uh, swing by. If you're crazy, you're not. Yeah, allowed. just keep in mind we're like two buildings away from the courthouse. Just right, so, you know, right, so. and the police station is is the jail's actually right there. The police station is right there. But yeah, we have, we, we we'd love to now. we'd love to have have somebody stop by. That'd be great. Uh, John Sowash came by a few weeks ago while he was in town, and that was that was a good time. Yeah, so. no, it's that's something really fun, and and we're humbled and grateful that we have a studio space and a, and an office, and and we're not just. Uh, doing this remotely um and so we do have a cool little space we think we have a pretty cool office uh we're uh uh, we've kind of we're ordering some more furniture and we need to get some prints up and stuff so it's kind of evolving but uh we think we have a pretty cool office everyone that comes up here is like oh man the chroma box office definitely yeah we got a fresh paint job we're in here a lot and it doesn't bother me so yeah exactly gosh yeah exactly yeah in your particular yeah particular we decided oh Oh, hey one more yeah there's one more Man, why? What is going on out there? It snowed a little bit. People yep. are going just crazy. Um, mm. So, all right. So that's it as far as questions. Um, uh, Gabe, let's do a, a hot take. Oh, he's got to get some water, man. He's ready. Now this drive and taking he his meds. He is ready. And, uh, yeah, he's all now. jacked up on steroids <laughs> yeah. over there. <laughs> Gabe's been doing push-ups. Prescription this <laughs> steroids for a chest cold. It's not a sure. Big <clears throat> Notice your arms are getting bigger. <laughs> Gabe's doing anabolic steroids. No, after getting weighed at the doctor yesterday, I will definitely be in the gym next week. So, yeah. There we go. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> that was, that was in my hot take. <laughs> no, Chrome S80 is not out. That is not. So, yeah. Chrome 80 came out for desktop and Android last week. So, nothing. I mean, I say nothing major, but there are some, kind of some big deals. The notification thing is a big deal, in my opinion. I mean, they're doing these quieter notifications, and you'll see it once it rolls out. Um, if you have it on desktop, I don't have 80 for Android yet. Do you? So it'll be rolling out this next couple of weeks. You can opt in manually for quieter notifications, or there's an automatic thing where it'll do it for you based on your personal activity, how you normally dismiss notifications. And then if it's a site that has a low reputation for accepting notifications, they'll just automatically block it. But you'll see it on mobile. It'll pop up on the bottom of your browser and say notification block view for more details on desktop. It'll say notification block and you can click the little notification thing in the Omni box. It's a little bell with a line through it if you want to allow notifications, but it's just a way to make your browsing a little less invasive and annoying because nobody likes notification. We've, we've never done the notifications, but now, I mean, we do, we're going to, we're going to turn them on and just start blowing up people's computers with every article that's posted. We're going to do, we're going to do a slide out from the side. Then we're going to have a drop down. Then we're going to have a PWA install notification and a notification bell. And then Maybe we're some gonna, overlays. We're so we're gonna. I mean, get, we we do. Yeah, this is forget Chrome eighty. So there's some same site cookie stuff on there. You can read it on the website. Uh, Kyle Bradshaw did a really in depth article. It's real nerdy. Not that Kyle's nerdy, but I had to read it like three times to understand exactly what it meant. It just means that Chrome is now limiting the data that can be passed from the site that you're on to a site that you may be going to or that may be getting accessed from the site that you're on. It's just security stuff. It's good. Don't worry about it. And that's honestly really about it. There's one other feature that was stripped out of Chrome 80. I'm going to write that up this afternoon. So you'll just have to go to the website and check it out if you want to know what it was. Ooh. Um, I totally forgot where I was going there. Oh, yeah, our website. Um, Robbie designed our website. Robbie is an award-winning 
web designer here where we live. Uh, I have, I have. Well, I don't even have it. Nope, company it's gone. we work for. Left with the company they work. They would go over there and they steal that. Let's. Here's what we do. Yeah. Here's what we do. Go over and say hi. Like no, 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 no. <laughs> like hey, what's up? I'm no, taking this. No, 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 no. Black, black suits. Walk over there, sunglasses. Walk in. Don't say a word to anyone. Snatch it off the yeah, shelf. You it. walk over. Gabe and I stand in front of you, arms crossed. Yep. You grab the word and you say, "This, this right here, this is mine. I'm taking this. I won this. And walk out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this right here, this is mine. Pat your chest. This is mine. <laughs> this is mine yeah. now. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Ro- Robbie, uh, Robbie, get jumped into um, the whole web design, doing it on his own, everything, whatever, and then he self-taught. Tra- yeah, self-taught. Then he transitioned to this company that the three of us all used to do work for in different different. Uh, aspects he did win an award for what was the award best website in the world or something Schaefer like that website for the state of kentucky oh yeah, yeah. there you go there, there you go we have 120 counties so there's got to be at least legit. three or four hundred chamber of commerces very, in robbie robbie now. robbie built a uh directory for um all of the chamber members and yeah what are those people yeah. called yeah um and it was legit man that our was, chamber website is legit yeah more legit than the chamber that's right sorry <laughs> <laughs> might want to edit that <laughs> just they're kidding not, brad they're just not listening kidding. they're not listening. anyway long story short robbie built our website it's beautiful it has evolved over time if you want to i guess you could probably go to the wayback machine and see what oh, it yeah. used to look like it was beautiful then but we've evolved based on what we like and based on we, you know, we don't copy Google, but we kind of get, it has a material design feel to it because that is the niche of what we do is Chrome OS and Chrome and, and googly things. So it has a googly feel to it. We try our best to make it non-invasive, uh, but we all do this full time now. And obviously we have to gain revenue somehow. Uh, we have fielded a few comments about things being invasive on our site or too many ads. Our, our site's never invasive. You don't get pop-ups. You don't get stuff like that. But we feel that we have a good balance of content based on what we have. And the advertising, if you have constructive criticism for us, we're always open to hear that. But just putting it out there, please don't get on our site and just pee and moan about, oh, there's four ads on this page. Well, here, here, I mean, <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, it's it's um it's a weird thing because obviously, um, we are doing this full time, um, and so we, in order to produce more content, in order to produce more free content for people to consume, we have to support ourselves somehow, and the n- number one way to do that is through advertising. Right. And so it's a it's a balance of of content and valuing our readers and viewers, which we 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 value very much, versus also still needing to meet a bottom line. I mean, right? We gotta, and that and that's the thing is, I'm now. I'm not pointing a finger at anyone and saying, "Oh, stop whining about ads." I am saying that. We do produce content that is free, and we want to continue to do that. When the day comes that we can't produce this and it's free on it because I hate paywalls, I don't like these websites that, hey, hey, you can read this article, but it's premium. You know, I don't like that, and I I would personally not want to do that. We try our best to keep our site distilled and clean for you and again we're open to constructive criticism if you have a legitimate we have people from time to time that email us about pop-ups on their phone and i'll go ahead and put this out there that's not our site 
That yep. is an app, that is an app that you have that is injecting some kind of pop-up into Chrome and you've allowed the permission for some out, but whatever, blah, blah, blah. If you have a legitimate problem with the way our site looks or a problem you're having with our site, we would love to talk to you about it, but please be constructive yeah, because absolutely. we're trying our best to con- produce great content for you that you can consume for free. Yeah. But there's trade offs in that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. I mean we gotta we gotta we gotta pay our bills. Robbie's over what? here stewing on this, so I'm no. not sure. <laughs> and I'm assuming all this comes back then to, you know, the idea that Chrome is doing a better job of blocking pop up notifications. Right. And, and and to come back to you know what Gabe was getting to, like you're not having to worry about those things getting blocked on Chrome Unboxed. <laughs> right. Because we're not we're not pushing that stuff on you and it, it it's on purpose. Like it's it's by design. Like could we probably gain some more email subscribers by popping stuff up and forcing you to do? Yeah, probably. Right. Um, could we maybe make a little bit more money by having pop under and pop over ads? Yeah. Yeah, we probably could. And and maybe well, then Chrome's new stuff would be affecting our site. But you're not going to see those effects at all on Chrome Unboxed because we, we choose right. not to do yeah, that. Yeah, we don't. I'm not going to frequent a site that has pop unders and pop overs. So we're not going to do that on our site. Right. Uh, I did see the other day, uh, if you haven't seen, Chrome does have the new heavy ad interventions thing. And mm-hmm. I saw it mm-hmm. on yeah. a site that I frequent. That's not the site's fault. That is the advertiser's right. fault for having a, and they'll just have to yeah, adjust, a resource yeah. heavy advertisement. It probably had a video. It probably had a video whatever. and some other stuff going in it. And I was looked up and there was just a big screen mm-hmm. in where the ad was that said Chrome has blocked this due to heavy resource usage. Click here for more details. If well, it, it, yeah, and so. it, and it, it comes back to, to the point that, you know, Google in its essence is an advertising company um, that makes software and makes a web browser that lots and lots of people use. And that's, those two things can be at odds with one another yeah. um, because you know, people are learning how to take advantage and, and, and leverage all these different things on the web and people expect Google to make Chrome to where it won't allow those things, you know, and, and yet they want free content as well. Right. And so I, th- I think like I applaud Google for what they're doing. Cause I, it feels like, Hey, we're going to block stuff that's abusive and like ridiculous. Like if it's ridiculous, it needs to be blocked. Um, we're also not going to allow websites to have so many pop-ups that it just interrupts the flow of, of using the website. Um, and so I like that they're doing some of these things, but they're also not just coming straight out and being like, you know what? Yeah, people are right. We're going to block ads. I mean, oh. it, advertising isn't just a, a, a web um, thing or problem or something needs to be solved just on the web. Advertising has been around forever. Like it's marketing and advertising make the world go around. Mm-hmm. I mean, from a monetary perspective. So it's never going to go away. Uh, it's just going to keep evolving and changing in different ways. And so... You know, I, how can I, we make it better? Right. You know? yeah. I, I, to me, like uh, uh, targeted advertising isn't some sort of like awful thing. Like I don't hate. I'd rather see advertisements for things that I might actually be interested in. Like, yeah. rather than just random stuff showing up. And so, you know, but I, I, it's nice when it's done in a way that you just you see it. You know, you deal with it and you move on. Versus, you know, it it being shoved in your face. Right. And I think Google's doing a good job of balancing like. Hey, we're an ad company. We gotta we gotta let people make money with ads, but at the same time, there's there's ways it can be taken advantage of, and we want to start you know narrowing this thing down so that people maybe don't feel the need to use ad blockers so much, right? Because those that goes right in the face of I want a bunch of free content. I don't want to pay gonna, for it. Yeah, I'm also yeah. going to block your advertisements. So. I'm not giving you anything, but I'm expecting everything from you. And, yeah. and that's just unfair to, to publishers. And, and it leads to 
leaky paywalls. It leads to premium content because people are like, well, if they're going to block my ads. You know, I'm yeah. not giving you anything unless you pay for it. Yeah, and, and, I, like, and I say crazy. kudos, Google, because like you said, they could just sit back and say, hey, 90% of our annual revenue is ads. We're just we're going to do the bare minimum, but they're not the Coalition for Better Ads on the Internet and all that. That They're they're leading that charge. They're a major player with them, and they since they developed the largest web browser in the world, which other web browsers are built off of, they, they are staying ahead of this by saying we're going to continue to hone the advertising experience so that it's beneficial for us, for publishers, and mostly for the users. Right. Because yep. they are doing a very good job of that. Yeah, so. yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So There's my rant for the day. There we go. Hey, we all had a... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Robbie ranted about GeForce Now and PUBG. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the rant's warranted because in general, like a lot of the stuff that came in Chrome OS 80 has to do with pop-ups and ads yeah absolutely like, i mean and, it, and this is why like it's a it's a one of those little hot button kind of things that people well, and, people don't see from all angles like well, they don't take the time to look at it from right all and there's tons of the little table. things that that most users don't even know about one little tiny fix or tweak in chrome or chrome 80 is that if you're on a website that's like, there are things like iframes and stuff where you can deliver content from another website on your site videos actual embedded websites and things like that our website's secure and the web as a whole is pushing towards being secure, which means you've got the little HTTPS and your little icons green up there when you're viewing the web. It just means it's set more secure. Anyways, you can still serve um, assets from other sites or other sources that aren't secure, like a video or audio or things like that. Google's now forcing that mm. to HTTPS, and if it won't force, they're blocking it. Mm. And you'll never know that. Stuff's just going to work the way that it should work, but now it's more secure than it was a week ago. Right. And yeah. that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, it, yeah, it's a, it, like Robbie said, it's a, it's an interesting balance, you know, it's an interesting balance because obviously Google's trying to make money. Publishers are trying to make money, but then end users, um, you know, readers and, and viewers of content um, want good content. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, we, we, we you know, we've we've uh, made choices and and been very deliberate about creating our website and and partnering, you know, on YouTube with with brands that we trust and that we truly recommend, you know. And so, um, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting balance. And like you guys have said, kudos to Google. I think they're doing the right thing and in, in trying to make the web better. You know, trying to make trying to make the browsing experience better for everyone involved. So, kudos, kudos, kudos. So. Anything else, guys? Gosh, I think that's it. I think we, uh, I think we've pretty much, pretty much talked over what we wanted to talk through here. I, um, I, uh, it's one of it's. I, I think the sun is maybe barely coming out. It's been a, it's, it's been a long week. It's just been like dreary and yes, I'm gray, like, rainy, yeah, gray snow. and rainy, and then snow this morning. So I'm like, if uh, the sun comes out, that'd be cool. All right, podcast is over. I'm gonna uh, order some Jimmy Johns, take a nap, write an article. <laughs> but folks thanks so much for listening we really appreciate you all tuning in uh as always you can find uh, information about all of the stuff that we've talked about down in the show notes uh if you're listening to this uh on the web obviously you can just go um onto uh the article that we posted for this uh podcast chromabox.com forward slash podcast is it podcast or podcast with an s i don't even know podcast no s singular robbie says um, but folks, thanks so much. We will uh, we will catch you all next week. See ya.
Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.